Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sander Lanch podcast. Today, we are doing our penultimate episode in our coverage of Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson. We read chapters 52, 53, 54, and 55, wherein, you know, things have really started to kick off here. So we've got... We got Siri imprisoned in her room this whole time. We got Light Song starts. I think we start out with Light Song piling up all of his stuff in one room, and then uh, things actually kind of turn interesting after that. He gets captured. Stuff goes bad. An old fisherman finds Nightblood, and things don't go well for him. Then Vivenna finds Nightblood, and things go, you know, maybe a little bit better. Vasher's getting tortured a lot. Uh, yeah, just just the things are happening. We're we're gonna get into them. So in any case, I'm Data, and with me today is Dak. Joe and Jamie. So hang on to something, everybody. The Sander Lanch is about to begin. Too emergent to breathe anew for a purpose so far from my own. And this world I've awoken to seems familiar but somehow unknown. And the branches of gold on the skyline. Reach out to the sweep of the stars The beginnings and endings of lifetimes A guidance of light from afar So yeah, Sander Lanch happening, things just popping off every which way. What did you guys think of these four chapters? Yeah, on the one hand, I was very, very right about Bluefingers. On the other hand, I was very, very wrong about Light Song. So, you know, (laughs) we'll, we'll, we'll call it a draw. Yeah, fucking heaps of shit happening this time around. Uh, like, we lost two very big characters, Blushweaver and Trilities, and both times I was just like, oh no, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it's nice to see confirmation of uh, the, of the Pankal uprising, so I'm kind of glad I called that one. Cool to see Vivenna going out, grabbing grabbing the sword. I thought, I thought oh, okay, yep, let's see Vivenna um, get into the action here, and just, yeah, all right. We're, we're we're on the final wave. Let's ride this one and just see where it takes us. Yeah, we had to stop really right in the middle of things. So. Yeah. I, I do like, you're like, yeah, we lost these two major characters, but neither of them was one that anyone really liked. So it's just like, oh, no, oh, well. I think I, f- I felt it more for uh, Blushweaver because Light Song was really devastated. And I'm just like, all right, we got confirmation she was in league with the with the villains and tried to turn on them or whatever. And he's just like, oh, no, like this person, like she was... She was still kind of good. It's like, was she, though? She she didn't know that she was in league with the bad guys. She thought she was working with the God King's priests. And uh, true, true. Not. But still, it was just it was it was it was kind of she was like ultimately working for subversive gains. Even mm-hmm. if she didn't know what the, what the real outcome was, she knew she was like conspiring. Yeah, I mean, she thought she was, I, I guess, conspiring with the God King, which I don't if he's the leader of the government. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that that counts as conspiring, but. Yeah, true enough, I guess. I don't know. She pushed for war, and she was kind of just, like, really a bit of a bitch about it, so... You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, these chapters, I mean, obviously this stuff is happening. None of it seems pretty great. In fact, most of our, like, yo know, heroes, quote-unquote, seem like they're in pretty bad predicaments. I agree with Dak. Like, I, I don't really care about Blushweaver being dead. <laughs> I, I care even less about Trellides being dead. I don't know if I don't know if we're supposed to care. I don't know if Brandon wanted us to care about these characters, but I certainly don't. You know, he's got bad taste in women. This light song guy, <laughs> she could be hoodwinked. Of course, I guess he was hoodwinked as well. But it's funny to me that it's like it's not 
it's weird that they're like all like, wait a minute, these aren't priests. These are pawn call people. And it's like, it's weird that they don't notice it. And then all of a sudden they really notice it. Yeah. Like everybody notices at the same time. And it's just, I don't know. It's written weird. Like, oh, their skin looks different. Huh? Yeah. They're not regular people. It's just, it's, I don't know. It, it seems strangely written, but yeah, I mean, it's certainly coming to a conclusion. I don't, I don't know. I'm having trouble caring about the plight of any of these people right now. Oh. So uh, we'll see how it ends up, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. Okay, that's that's fair. Like you don't you don't care about the plight of Vasher and Vivenna and Siri. I mean, a little bit. Vasher more than anybody else at this point. Honestly, he's the best character in my opinion. So, uh, so yeah, I care kind of about him. But I figure. You know, it's a book with heroes, so he'll probably survive. <laughs> yeah, probably. Whatever. You know? Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, a lot happened. I think we were expecting <laughs> a lot to happen. We're really at that point. I agree with the guys. Blushweaver's death. I mean, I was shocked by it. I was shocked with how abruptly it happened. I wasn't shocked that she was down in the in the dungeon, so to speak, uh, or in involved i think we already kind of knew she was involved in some level obviously she's not the big bad but i i was kind of shocked they killed her so quickly but i was sad for light song especially what we learned i think it was only last week or the week before from the annotations that he is actually in love with her although i think he can do better i still feel for him and that he's sad um because i do actually mm. like light song i really enjoyed the bit between larimar and light song and just this whole time, we're like, is he a cop? Is he one of the one of the five scholars? I want to say scholars. I was like professors. No, not wrong. <laughs> uh, that is wrong. Sorry. One of the five scholars. We're like, yeah, big big predictions. And he's like, you're. <laughs> I was like, okay, good with numbers. Maybe investigative skills. I don't know. <laughs> but to hear to finally get a little bit of his story, I think that was. I'm glad that we got that, and it wasn't just glossed over. I was thinking only yesterday, so I've been, I have been re-listening to the earlier episode and I was like, hang on a minute, we just kind of forgot about all the tunnels. Like, what's going on with the tunnels? So I'm glad that came back into play as well. Not sad about Trelides. I wish that if he was actually good that we'd known he was good earlier, but I guess that's the point really. Vivenna, I really hope this is her time to shine now. I really liked that she was able to do Vasha's awakening tricks with the clothing and the the cape worked quite well. So I'm excited to see what she does in our final episode of the book. Yeah, she, that that I was impressed with her. Like inst- Vasha's like, no, these are too complicated for you, and she just does them. So that's some skill. Mm. And uh, you you have a good point about Trelides also, where it's like it, it's kind of like a a Snape thing, where it's like you can not be a bad guy and still be a jerk. And that's that, that, that was him, this whole book basically. Yeah, exactly. And I think we really didn't have that many interactions with him mm-hmm. over time. It was just the ones that we did. We're like, Oh, this guy. <laughs> yeah, from, yeah. from the first time he showed up, it's like, Oh, this guy. Yeah. When he came to the door and was getting Siri out, I was like, Oh my God, we've got this all wrong. He's not bad. Like she's suspicious, of course, as you would be probably anyone getting to the door at that point. But I was like, Oh no, he's actually looking out for them. Damn. 
and then he dies. So whatever, I guess. <laughs> okay, I guess let's get into these uh, all of the craziness that's happening here. We we do start off with Light Song, who's just has all his servants bringing in all of the nice shit from his palace and piling it up. And he's just like, man, it doesn't look so nice when it's just all stuck in a pile, does it? And Laramar Did has he have it. a reason for why he decided to pile his stuff up. Was he trying to make a point or? I'm what? unclear, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because it even seems weird for Light Song. Yeah, it's a strange move for sure. I was I was thinking the same thing when I was reading. I was like, okay, is he about to make like a dramatic point? And then he didn't. Laramar's the one who made the point, and I was like, what's what's happening? <laughs> no, yeah, it's fair. Maybe as a former accountant, he was just taking stock of what he <laughs> <Yeah>. had. <laughs> Look at all of my things. This makes me feel good to count everything. Uh, Behold. <laughs> My stuff. My <laughs> stuff, yeah. I I can only imagine that maybe he was depressed because he didn't know what to do. So he was like, eh, let's just pile all my crap in here. And uh, th- there were some hints dropped along the way. I don't know if you guys remember about Light Song's true vocation when he was alive. Like, one of the things he discovered early on when he was testing out various things was that he was, like, excellent at math was one of the first things he discovered. And then mm-hmm. I think in the last set of chapters, he uses the word statistical and uh, Brandon, there was an annotation where Brandon's like, yeah, I intentionally dropped that in here. It's kind of an unusual word in the rest of the book, but he has reasons. I mean, his, his, little, his little case study of, like, counting wh- how many priests went in and out. Uh-huh. Now you think about it, it's like, okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. But it's definitely a less exciting uh, vocation than the others we were predicting. Yeah, a little bit less exciting. And so, uh, okay, so Larimar asks, what is the point of all of this? And Light Song says, this is what I mean to them, the people. They'll give up their riches for me. They'll sacrifice their breath. Many would probably even die for me. And all I'm expected to do at this moment is choose their fates for them. And so he gets Laramar to kind of advise him, which Laramar's like, I'm not supposed to, you know, tell you what to do. I can argue either side, but, uh, you know, but eventually he get, Laramar takes off his hat and he's like, okay, as a friend, not your priest, as your friend, and Laramar's suggestion is we go to war, but we don't attack and kill these people. We use the threat of it to, like, negotiate for better use of the northern passes. And they have to officially renounce their claims to our throne or whatever. And Laramar has an extremely reasonable, I think, argument here where he's like, you know, this is an approach we could take. And Lightsong's like, that's actually a good idea, but I don't think that the people pushing for war would go for that. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, but why not? Like, why? Why is this happening now? When right after the wedding, when tensions should have been low, why are they so much higher? And Larimer goes like, I don't know. And he's like, OK, well, let's find out then. And that's that there's Light Song going off into the Sanderland. Like, let's mm. do things. Let's find out a one or two or three. <laughs> and then we cut back to Siri, who's in her room and is like, uh, am I going to be stuck in here forever? And she's thinking about like. The, those first like seven days or 11 days, however long it was that she was when she first got here. And she's like, this is actually worse than that. And in an annotation, Brandon says, look, I, I, I don't like necessarily putting Siri in this like damsel in distress position. Like it's kind of kind of tropey or whatever. But I have this problem that like Siri is not Vin. She can't approach things the way that Vin would do it. So I have to give her her own way to approach things. And he says, since Ellen got to play the damsel in distress fairly often in the Mistborn books, I think I've earned the right to put a female protagonist into that role here. 
since it is appropriate for the plot. Yeah, fair. Yeah, cool, whatever. <laughs> it's not like she's in it for all that long, but in this chapter at least. And so Light Song decides that they're going to basically storm into Mercy Star's palace and go into that secret passage. <laughs> secret tunnels. He didn't even know it's a tunnel. He knows that there's a secret door, and that's all. That's true. And he so, doesn't know what the tunnels. Well, no, didn't they tell him it's a tunnel at some point? Didn't oh, like, yeah, that's that's a fair point because he was measuring how many people came, were coming in because he thought they were using the tunnels. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, he he does. Good point. And so he just like blows past the guards and stuff and goes right down there. And like when they get down there, Laramar's just like, "Oh, amazing! We found where they keep their flower." <laughs> I I like I I do like this bit in the uh in the book because you could see Laramar super uncomfortable the whole time and it keeps growing and growing and so uh-huh. that when they're finally captured like the outburst is super believable because he's just like why are we doing this we shouldn't be doing this I don't want to do this and he just keeps going along with him and then when they get captured he just like is so angry yeah he keeps being like maybe we should go back maybe we should go get help when they find the the tunnel Lightsong's like, let's go. And he's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to fit in there because Laramar's a big guy. And Lightsong's like, dude, I'm way bigger than you because Lightsong is uh, inhumanly proportioned being a, right. uh, a, a returned. So Laramar's just constantly looking for reasons to go back. And like, he's even like, uh, pardon me, Your Grace. It seems like you're getting too much enjoyment out of this experience. <laughs> Lightsong's like, well, I am called Lightsong the Bold. About time I lived up to it. It's like, did it have to be this way? <laughs> So they discover the tunnel that they're going down for Mercy Star's Palace leads to the lifeless barracks. And there's actually like a little trap door into each of the four lifeless barracks from down here in the tunnel. So somebody's been fiddling with the lifeless secretly. Was it Jules? Oh, no. <laughs> we don't see Jules, actually. I wonder where, where, where she and Claude have gotten to. And so they go down this main tunnel and... From far away, further away than Liramar can hear, Light Song can hear a talk. And so we've got Denth and somebody else talking. And Denth is like, see, I told you he's going to come for the princess's sister. I mean, at this point, can we assume it's Bluefingers or at least one of his cronies? I'm, I don't think it can. I think it must be one of Bluefingers people because the conversation ends with Denth being like, yeah, you're not the boss of me. If you want to give me orders, go find your boss. Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah. And so uh, uh, they want Denth to interrogate someone for them. They haven't said who. And he's like, ah, I got stuff I got to do because he's uh, he's got an old friend that he wants to torture. He says that he just had to pause to dispose of his monstrosity of a sword. And the, the guy's like, Denth, come back. And he's like, you didn't hire me, little man. If you want to make me do something, go get your boss. Until then, you know where to find me. And Light Song's like, there's people up there talking about the war. I'm going to go find out who it is. And Laramar's like, no, we, maybe we should go back. And... Then Blush or, Weaver or, gets dragged here's, in. Here's a funny idea, Your Your Grace. We could not do that. <laughs> we could not do that. <laughs> not you know, not that just... Laramar has to go. <laughs> That's true. I guess like what we know later, it's like, well, I'm not gonna just leave my my yep. god brother to just hang out. Yeah, no, it's fair. Yeah. But it'd be nice if he's like, nah, man, let's just let's just go back to the palace and chill. <laughs> maybe uh maybe smoke a Smoke a blunt, you know, just just hang out. Weed fingers. <laughs> weed fingers. Good old weed fingers. The, the guys drag Blushweaver in and she's yelling, like, what are you doing? I'm a goddess. You can't do this. And then Light Song's like, oh, well, I got to stop this now. And Laramar's like, we should go for help. And Light Song says, we are the help. 
and he rushes in and knocks the guy over and takes his sword. And then he's like, oh, man, watch me. I'm going to sword it up. And it turns out he's not good with a sword. No. So bold, yet so stupid. <laughs> he, he he gets very easily, like, his, his sword taken away. And he gets stabbed in the shoulder. And he starts screaming. He's like, this is the worst pain I've ever felt. Oh, gosh, I've been stabbed. I did I like this moment. I thought he got sliced in the leg. Uh, let's see. It, uh, the guard at his feet suddenly threw himself at Light Song's legs, toppling him to the ground. And then one of the standing guards thrust his sword into Light Song's thigh. And then you know, on mine, it's after that, it says, the shoulder bled blood, as red as that of any mortal. So, yeah, mine may have uh, a typo in here on either thigh or shoulder. You know, now that you say that, though, I think mine said the same thing. But then later he talks about his leg hurting. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to see if maybe he got stabbed twice, and I'm just... No, I don't I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's just typo. I found a couple other typos in my version of the book, too. Mm. Well, yeah. Anyway, I, I like at the, the end of the chapter is funny, Light Song thought. That was not how at all how I imagined this going. Yeah, th- this was a good moment, because it's sort of built up that like Light Song would actually be like, oh, man, he might actually be super <laughs> competent at this, and it was just... And then he just fucks it up in the in like the worst possible moment. It's like, yeah, all right, you had me going there. You you fooled me. Even if he was like a super awesome detective, that doesn't necessarily mean he's good with a sword. He shouldn't have assumed. Sure. Well, he thought he he was thinking he was one of like the city guardsmen or whatever who all carry swords. So I guess he thought he knew how to use a sword. And in although in an earlier chapter he did say like I bet if like I got my hands on a sword I would be one of the best swordsmen in the city. And it's like okay, well that's going a little far with it, dude. I mean, pick pick up like a stick that's shaped like a sword and test it out. Like making these assumptions gets you in trouble, apparently. So the next chapter cuts to Vivenna, who's just kind of waiting around for Vasher to come back. And he doesn't come back for like all night, essentially. And then we cut to Siri, who uh, has been in her room for a bit. And now Trelody shows up. And he's like, shh, shh, quiet, come with me. And so Brandon's annotations say, at this point, you're supposed to be confused about whose motivations are what. I'm not sure what you'll be thinking of the priests at this point in the story. Suffice it to say, dense men were in control of Ciri's chamber. And I'll pause there. Originally, when Ciri's, they're like, oh, you're pregnant. We're going to go and you know, put you somewhere safe. In an earlier chapter's annotations, it mentions like, yes, these are some of the priests of the God King. They're putting her somewhere safe because things are starting to happen. They're actually they're actually worried that when war gets declared, like there's going to be rioting in the city and they'll need to protect her. Essentially. Yeah. Well, they did it in a weird way. But yeah. And so at some point, dense men kill those guys and then they're the ones outside series room. That's why at first she's got these priests. But then when Vasher shows up, there's soldiers outside her room. And then now dense men were in control of the chamber, but he left them to start torturing Vasher. And Trelides has brought his forces in and killed the guards outside that Denth left. And he's now uh, they're now in control of the room long enough to get Siri out. He also says Tonkva wasn't there, as you'll soon discover. He's guarding the door to the room where Vasher and Denth are. He's just outside and he has orders not to let Denth get interrupted. When things get out of hand in the palace, however, he goes to inform Denth of what's going on. And we'll see him in just a bit. So that's where those guys are. And Siri is at first like, oh, no, you're here to kill me or whatever, because she still thinks that the God King's priests are trying to kill him. And that they're, you know, imprisoning her or whatever, which, you know, that's partially a little bit true. They were kind of imprisoning her. But uh, Trelly's like, what? idiot, no, come on, we're trying to help you. 
and she hears fighting down the hallway and uh, they pull her away. And then we cut to old chaps who is out on the bay at night fishing. Uh, I'll be honest. I was really confused here because my book, uh, I'm on my phone and the last section mm. of Siri is at the bottom of the page, goes to the bottom of the page. And then the very next page starts with this guy. And I'm like, wait, who's talking now? What's happening? <laughs> I was like, what? Why are we getting a perspective? Who's talking? Is This isn't Siri anymore. What's going on? I was very, very confused. This is this is one of those that I was like, I bet Jamie will appreciate this because when we get into the Sander Lynch, we start getting these random little point of views and she usually likes those. So. Yep. I, <laughs> I, I thought that straight away. And then my other thought was, OK, who's Chaps named after? That's a good point. It doesn't there, there's no yep. mention of that in here. Hold on. Let me see if there's a look at yeah, which all friend of Brandon. <laughs> Uh, let's see if it mentions uh no it doesn't say anything about uh, old chaps being named after anyone which you may not be surprised by that when you hear one of the annotations coming up here in a minute but we'll get there okay so old chaps is out fishing at night because you're supposed to pay to fish but at night they can't see you so they can't make him pay and uh, he also has a side gig not tonight but sometimes he comes out here and dumps bodies for people yeah seems like a winning guy this chaps there's probably hundreds of them down there floating in the current with their feet weighted to the floor. A party of skeletons having a dance, 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 dance. Is it weird? I kind of want like a short story about this guy. <laughs> yeah. Just like Chaps, the body, like, body uh, yeah. dumping dude. Yeah. It's like you could be, you could do like a, a body, uh, a body, a buddy comedy. Um, <laughs> where, like <laughs> he's dumping a, a body, but it turns out to be not quite dead. And because he knows that he has to go on the run with the not quite dead guy from the, from the Helandron mob. <laughs> okay, no, oh, I like boy. this. Yeah. Yeah, old Chaps is a little bit off, as uh, you might be able to tell. And Brandon says in an annotation, No, not Chaps! <laughs> Nightblood is better at communicating with people who are mentally unhinged. He can influence them more easily. Really, Denth, you should have known to toss Nightblood somewhere far deeper than the Shallow Bay. Oh, yeah, take that character I wrote. <laughs> Yeah, I think, honestly, it's like he didn't have time, right? It's like, I want to get back to Vasher. I'm just going to go dump this sword somewhere real fast. I got, I got somebody to torture. I got to hurry up. Yeah, I got stuff to do. I got torturing to do. I got, I got, uh, you know, I got nipples to cut off and stuff. Probably yeah. also frustrated because he knows that, like, oh, I, I can't trust anyone to dump this sword themselves. I got to, I, I have yep. to do this myself. Can't trust yeah. anybody. It's true. Can't touch. Yeah, I can't trust Tonk Fa, that's for sure. And, uh. I don't. In that, it may sound familiar to you. We've seen somebody else who can communicate into people's minds and was better at communicating with them when they were mentally unhinged. So there's something really? kind of similar. Yeah, exactly. Or even Kelsier when he was incorporeal had sort of the same. Yeah, true. But yeah, mainly I mean, Ruin. Yeah, well, Ruin needed the spikes to do it. Nightblood just is the spike. Well, no. Yeah, that's true. Ruin could communicate with mentally unhinged people without them being spiked. Like, I think... The, the one thing, yeah, at least to some degree, like one thing said that he convinced Zane to spike himself because Zane was oh. crazy. And so, yeah. Oh, I don't remember that at all. And I do, and I don't think that uh, Vin's mom was spiked that we know of. And but she was super nuts. And so Ruin like got her to, you know, kill the one sister and create the spike to put into Vin. And I think that we get the distinct impression that he's talking to uh, what's his name? Kelsier's mentor. Um, Geralt. Oh, Geralt? Gamel. Gamel? Gamel. Gamel. Yeah. I was like, no, Geralt is from The Witcher. Yeah, The Witcher. Yeah, Gamel. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. 
but yeah, lights or light song. Nightblood is talking to uh, to this guy from the ocean for sure, and he's just like, no, a little bit more to the right. And I love that Chaps is just like, yeah, the sea talks to me sometimes, tells me where to catch fish. So I'm not, this is not at all <laughs> <Yeah>. usual. <laughs> what he says that I'm just like, what? <laughs> and at first I'm like, okay, well this is a weird trail we're going down. And then when you realize that it's Nightblood, you're like, wait. But what was he talking about before? He <laughs> says the sea talks to him all the time, but this is obviously the first time the Nightblood's been in the bay. So what's happening? Maybe yeah, maybe the shot on this planet just like head. likes fucking yeah. people. I guess that would be hilarious, actually. I yeah. guess a fisherman would be crazy to want to be a folk singer. <laughs> it's like it's a... he's the, sh- the shard is just fucking with old chaps sometimes. So he pulls in his catch and it's like, oh no, a puffer fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Once I was like, all right, yep, just drop your lure right there. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now you've got a shark. Have fun with uh, that. Oh damn it! <laughs> How did a shark get in the bay? The so, shot put it there. Yeah, right? The, the shard can do whatever, right? Nightblood gets pulled up, and he's like, oh, nice. I hate the water. So wet Nikki down there. It's true. I don't suppose you'd want to destroy some evil, would you? <laughs> That's such a such a fun, like, introductory statement. I don't suppose you'd want to destroy some evil, would you? <laughs> hey, kids, you want to buy some evil destruction? Yeah. Hey, kids. You guys want to buy some fireworks? You want to destroy some evil? We yeah, in the back of my killed. windowless van. Oh no, we all want to. We all destroy evil down here, Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to Vasher, who is uh, tied up to the ceiling in a completely color-drained room. None of his clothes, except like his underpants, basically. And uh, Dent is going to do some torturing. I mean, I know they don't have color, and I mean, you know, there's no reason, I guess, for him to be naked, but. Why wouldn't you just take all the clothing? I mean, what are you trying to – whose dignity are you trying to save? It's funny because Brandon in the annotations mentions – it's like I, I think he says his publisher thought that Vasher should be naked here. Oh, that's, that's not one of the ones I saved. Let me go back and um, – <laughs> Well, because that's what I was thinking. I was like he was he was only – he was like he was naked except for his underwear. And I'm like, wait, but why? Yeah, why does Dent respect his junk? I guess maybe Dent doesn't want to see his junk. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, Moshi, his editor, wanted Vasher to be naked here. But I felt that keeping him in the white shorts was good enough. We've had a lot of nudity in this book, both male and female, and I didn't want to push it any further and distract from the discussion. What male nudity have we had? I don't recall now that you What's say that. Was the guy in the prologue naked? A lot of the, the – the, oh, we had we had the wrestlers. No, we didn't have the wrestlers. He was going to have the naked wrestlers, and then he didn't. But like all the, – <laughs> Say they, what? The guys yeah, in the games when Siri, when Siri goes to watch the, the games. games, yeah, they're yeah. wearing like oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. It was an annotation where he said yeah. he was going to make them naked, and then he didn't to spare Siri her, you know. Right. See, a lot of the gods walk around not wearing much, but I don't recall a bunch of nudity. Now that you say that, yeah, maybe that guy at the beginning in the prologue was, but I don't remember. But that mm. would make even less sense because he was also being tortured. Yeah. Yeah, but, but by different by people. Yeah. 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 Not by yeah. somebody who personally knew him. Maybe he had, like, the, the blue undies with the rubber duckies printed on it. They're just like, no, that's too much color. Got to take those off. Because <laughs> well, essentially Dent's, like, his brother-in-law or whatever, because we find out, like, his sister was in love with him or whatever. Yeah. So, and uh, he's, he's got he's got Vasher hanging from the ceiling. Maybe he's just like, I don't need that at eye level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like, you might be wondering why I left you in your underpants. I think we both know the answer to that. <laughs> just so. flapping there. 
Dead says, I still owe you for Arsteel's death, too. I want to know how you killed him. And Vasher says, in a duel. He's like, you didn't beat him, beat him in a duel, Vasher. I know it. Maybe I snuck up and stabbed him from behind. It's what he deserved. It's harsh, uh, also, dude. like, uh, is Vasher lying to him? Because at first it's like, I killed him in a duel. And he's like, no, you didn't. He's like, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me what I did. I, maybe I stabbed him in the back. <laughs> so, like, I'm wondering, like, is Vasher telling the truth about the duel? And then he gets annoyed with Denth because Denth doesn't believe him. So he's like, whatever. Maybe. We will find out by the end of the book exactly what happened. Oh, oh you good that. times. Good, good times. That makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but the annotation here says, Vasher is wrong about Arsteel, by the way. Arsteel didn't need to be killed. Vasher misinterpreted the man's motives for joining with Denth. It's unfortunate the two came to blows, but Arsteel never intended to kill Vasher in the duel. Just subdue him and talk some sense into him. And then oh, the so note, it was a duel. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a duel. Sense, as Arsteel saw it, he would actually he wasn't actually right in what he was doing. He didn't understand Vasher's reasoning either. All I'm saying is that Arsteel's motives were in fact pure. So uh, the real the real lesson here is just to communicate with your fucking friends. You just tell them, <laughs> yeah, hey man, talk it out. What's going on? Use your words. Don't jump to duels. <laughs> it's it's yeah, never a good your plan. Dignity's, your dignity's not impugned, man. Just talk. Just use your words, bro. You won't be Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr and stuff. Like, There's no reason. Yeah. There's no reason. Yeah. That's okay. Aaron Burr got what he deserved after that. His life sucked. Hmm. Steel was a good man. And Vasher's like, we were all good men once. Once. And Dent's like, oh, is that what your little quest here is supposed to undo all the stuff you've done? And Vasher's like, better than being a mercenary and just working for whoever. I am what you made me, Dent said quietly. Creepy. And, uh, like, Vasher points out that, like, you tricked Favena, also you killed her friend. And he's like, that thing's got out of hand. That's what he keeps saying. Like, things just got out of hand. And Vasher's like, they always seem to get out of hand with you. And uh, the note here is that Dent has done a relatively good job at ke- keeping Tonkfa from murdering as often as he used to. Killing is sometimes necessary, in Dent's opinion, but there's no need to go around killing people who don't need it. He's managed to rein Tongfa in. It's a slight measure of the good that's left in Dent. So he's managed to get <laughs> Tongfa to stick mostly to animals and not people. Oh, well, bully for Dent. You, you, <laughs> you've curtailed a serial killer into only killing animals. What a, what a nice guy. Here's your fucking medal. <laughs> yeah. your, you want a, cook, you want a cookie? Uh... So Dent's like, I'm getting, I get out of hand. Me, really. When was the last time I started a war? Slaughtered tens of thousands. Oh, You're the one who betrayed his nuggets. closest friend and killed the woman who loved him. Delicious so, knowledge nuggets. See, I don't remember if, if we learned in here for sure, but yes, they were, it's like Vasher and Shashar were married. Oh, okay. I kind of figured, like, the, the woman who loved you or whatever he says, I was like, man, eh, they're probably together, but. But uh, we learned that, He's like, what, what am I? What can I say that she, she she needed to die? So basically, Shashara had figured out how how to create night blood, and she was gonna share the commands with other people, so that mm. other people could also make these swords. And he was like, nope, can't let that happen. I wonder why. Also, we find out here that she's the one who figured out the single phrase "lifeless command." So it's like again, like wonder why single breath. I meant right, and she's yeah. So she's uh. She's she's a person because we learned earlier. Vasher told us a lot of people who come up with cool commands don't share them with other people. They die. The the command dies with them. Shashara, not that kind of person. She's like, when I figure out something cool, I want everybody to know, even if it I mean, uh, starts a war, essentially. I mean, I guess. But at the same time, it's like that's to me, that's an error in like judgment, not because you don't like the knowledge should be free to everybody and you should always have knowledge or whatever. That part, like, I kind of get, but 
that's a knowledge that in the wrong hands can do a lot of harm. And so just by freely doling it out, like you, I guess to me, it's like, if you, if you figure that knowledge out, you have a responsibility to see that it's used wisely, at least by your own judgment. Right. And so like, I guess her judgment is that the wisest thing to do is to let everybody have it, but I just don't see, see eye to eye in that instance, I guess. Yeah. It's like, there's a reason the end of the 1954 Godzilla ends with like the guy has the weapon that could kill Godzilla and says no this is too dangerous to be used and so he you know he, when he when he dies and like no one else can use it again yeah like that was the point it's like you just yeah like knowledge deserves to be shared freely but very destructive knowledge uh, let's maybe take a rain check on that yeah again it's all about perspective I guess it's like from her perspective it's like why would somebody use this for something bad or maybe her, which we don't know her perspective. Her perspective may have been like, I don't care. Everybody needs to know everything. <laughs> yeah, so, I guess the the thing is, well, it's like as as we know from <clears throat> from Nightblood, it's like, yeah, the sword is destroying evil, but how does the sword know what evil is? He just kind of like mm-hmm. you know destroys. Yeah, and so she's like, oh yeah, this is what everyone needs. And I'm just like, <laughs> hey, okay, yeah, si- science science lady, I get where you're coming from, but maybe. Do some more sciencing. Run a few, run a few more tests just to make sure it's something <laughs> everyone deserves. Rather than just go, well, that was a success. For swords for all. Yeah, I wonder, like, honestly, how, how long after Nightblood was created did she try to like say, like, oh, I'm gonna share all this knowledge. Like, mm-hmm. was it immediately? Because obviously Vasher knew something was up with it. So, like, I don't know. I believe we've seen a picture of her using Nightblood at the final battle of the Many War. Okay, oh, so it was her in the painting? Oh. Was that her in the painting, was it? Yes, I think that is the idea, is that that's her in the painting. The That battle is the only time Nightblood was used during the war, and apparently it was just, like, so destructive that it convinced Vasher that this is, we can't have more of this. Hmm. The impression that I kind of get, because earlier in the, in maybe in the last section of chapters, we're told that... Uh, Shashara was upset because she'd been shown up by Yesteel in the development of Icar alcohol. So uh, the impression I've always had is that she's like, oh, man, he got all famous from inventing Icar alcohol. I want to, like, show that I'm better than him. And so that's why she wants to make these things public for, like, the the notoriety of it. That's weird. So That, that may not be accurate. Yeah, that's just my possible. impression. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, Vasher killed her and that's Denth's sister. So uh, Denth wants some revenge. As you do for sister killing. Yeah. I'm reading. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, don't don't give me I told you so as listeners, because I know somebody suggested this to me a long time ago. Um, I'm reading, not watching, because I don't I don't like the animation. I'm reading Demon Slayer, the the manga. And uh, pretty much the whole premise of the show is like somebody killed my family and tried to and then made my sister into a demon. I want revenge. So, you know, I get yeah. it. So it's, it's like John Wick, but not the dog. Well, and more noble than John Wick. Like, he's only killing demons. He's not killing other people. Oh, okay. John Wick and, mostly just kills, like, assassins. And he even feels bad about the demons. Oh. That he kills. And Denth is like, I was going to let Tonk Fa have you. He likes hurting things. With my direction, he's been able to restrict it to animals. So see, there you go. <laughs> Again, woohoo. And so then we go back to Vivenna, who's been up all night, waiting for Vasher. He hasn't shown up. And she thinks, oh, he's probably just out carousing somewhere. Because, yeah, that sounds so much like him. Yeah, that's such an odd thing for her to think. Like, what are you talking about? When has he ever done that? 
Well, I mean, she immediately thinks to herself, like, oh, yeah, that's a stupid thing to think, basically. Like, that's, <laughs> that's so much like him. So and she's just trying to find a reason why he's not back that doesn't involve him being in deep shit, basically, or dead. And eventually she, she does some more introspection. And she's like, OK, fine, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to I'm going to do something. I'm going to make myself useful. So she gets Vasher's spare clothing, uh, the kind that he likes to awaken with, like, the little tassels and stuff. And she does the same thing. She awakens the cloak to protect me. The shirt upon call become my fingers and grip that which I must. And I'm kind of shocked that it works so quickly. I thought that she would have to try this a few times, but she gets her right uh, right off. Yeah. Look, I know she's got, like, special magic blood or whatever, but I'm – I feel like this is – not a cool moment for me because I'm like, she she didn't earn this. Like this isn't like mm. Vasher's makes it sound like oh it's so hard and then she's like, oh I just did it. I you, you told me the commands and I used them so. Yeah, I just uh I I thought that was this was kind of like oh well this is the point in the story like writing wise it's like this is the point in the story where Ravenna needs to be able to do stuff so now she can just do stuff. Yeah. So. We get the Light Song and Blush Weaver who have been imprisoned, and like Blush Weaver's crying. It wasn't supposed to go this way. I had things under the under control. I thought the God King's priesthood was on my side, and we were working together. And she's been working with them from the beginning. Her job was to get the command phrases. We came up with the plan together, but then they claimed I didn't do my part. That I was withholding things. And like he goes, "Were you?" And then she just stares at him, and is crying again. And then he goes, he turns to Laramar. He's like, "Scoot." What do you use to pick a lock? Like, I bet if I get my hands on something, I'd be super good at lock picking. (laughs) And Laramar's like, what is wrong with you? Like, he loses it here. He's like, you were a scribe, a colors cursed scribe, not a soldier, not a detective, not a thief. You were an accountant for a moneylender. And you were as much an idiot then as you are now. Do you ever think about things before you just go off and do them? And every time I get in trouble with you, Nothing has changed. You become a god, and I still end up in prison. And so we get a note here so you can find out the backstory on that statement. By the way, this is only the second time Lightsong has landed them both in prison. The first happened a good 20 years earlier, even if Laramar has never gotten over it. It involved a whole lot of drinking. Laramar, already then an acolyte priest of the Iridescent Tones, had never gotten good drunk, as his brother called it at the time. So he took him out on the day before his ordination as a full priest and got him solidly rip-roaring drunk. The embarrassment of what they did, landing themselves in prison for trying to bust into the court of the gods while wearing only their underclothing, nearly got Laramar tossed out of the priesthood. Needless to say, he did not make full priest the next day. It was three years before he was allowed to reapply. So yeah, there's there's what happened there. I can understand him being a little bitter about it. Especially when, for the last right. many years, Lightsong's been a priest. Oh, Lightsong's been a god for. It's like, I can't tell you any of this. I can't vent this to you. It's very annoying. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Yep. And so the guys dress like priests, which we find out in a, in a bit are not priests. They're like, Lightsong, we're going to need your command phrases. He's like, oh, sorry to say I forgot them. You may know my reputation for being weak-minded. I mean, what kind of fool would come charging in here and get himself captured so easily? And then he just sighs and waves to the others, and they pull Blushweaver out of her cage and cut her throat <laughs> with no preamble. Dude, I was about to say, this was pretty brutal. No hesitation. This was probably the most metal part of the chapters. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm like, with that. It's like, uh, oh, hey, uh, 
We're not even going to really have any more discussion with you about this. We're just going to take your girlfriend and cut her throat in front of you. And Brandon says that his editor was uncomfortable with the way this happened. He felt the motivation for the killers wasn't solid enough. I tried to put in a little bit more to placate Moshi, but I always felt that they were solid. Bad guys in books often do stupid things, and it annoys me. They're not allowed to do the smartest things they could because it would ruin the plot. I wanted them to do the smart thing here, and I felt that was to kill Blushweaver. Just threatening her wouldn't have worked with Light Song. He refused to take things seriously, and a threat would have earned mockery and frustration. So not knowing that he loved her, they killed Blushweaver to show how serious they were. Then they grab Larimar, not intending to actually kill him, as they knew he was their best bargaining chip. If Light Song had not talked, they'd have started cutting off Larimar's fingers. So yeah. Yep. That works. I'll buy it. The the guy's like, I'm sorry we had to do that, but we've heard that, uh, you know, you don't take things seriously. And I wanted you to understand that this was serious. So if you don't do what we want, other people are going to die. I'm going to need those command phrases. This is important. And Light Song, still still bold to his credit, is like, you can beat them out of me. He's like, no, we're actually new to all this. We don't know how to torture very well. And the person who does know how to torture is like not being helpful. So <laughs> never pay a mercenary before the job is done. I love how candid they are. It's like, look, look, man, it's our first day, so we're just we're just making we're just seeing how this all works. All right. Like, we don't know that much about this, so you know we're just trying to do the best we can. So yeah, they pull out uh, Laramar. Like we're serious, lights on, very very serious. You know that we will kill this guy if you don't do what we say. And so he gives them the the command phrase, Red Panther. That's it. Let him go. I hope you haven't lied to us, Light Song. We're not playing games. It would be unfortunate if we discovered that you still are. And yeah, the chapter ends uh, with him staring at Blushweaver's dead body, hoping that maybe she's faking it somehow. And we cut to Vivenna, who goes up to a beggar. He's like, hey, what's the word? Tuft. And this guy doesn't want to talk to her. Uh, she kind of butters him up a little bit and then gives him a, a, a value or a you know, colorful piece of cloth that she knows he can sell. <laughs> I also like how he doesn't understand her turn of phrase. He's like, what do, you, what do you mean? What's the word? <laughs> he says, why do I care? She's like, come on. You kicked me out of this spot on three different occasions. I figure you owe me something. He's like, I don't know nobody, nothing. But he tells her something's going on down at the uh, the third dock slums. Check check around there. Maybe you'll find what you're looking for. And we cut back to Vasher uh, as the sun is dawning. He's been tortured half the night. But uh, – it says he's been tortured enough that he knows how to give the torturer what they want. He knows how to scream right for them while he's still trying to save his strength. Uh, he's got a bunch of cuts, and the cuts have been drenched in lemon juice. That's mean. Ow. Mm. Also, that would piss you off. Hey, or piss about. Uh, he is bash off. That's just got to piss Stent off. Yeah. Be like, yeah, he's just playing with you guys. Vasher smiles at him, and he's like, not as much fun as you thought, is it, Dent? So, yeah, I mean, that would piss me off if I'm torturing this guy. Torturing me won't bring her back. And Dent says, no, it won't. And he picks up another knife. And then we get Siri and the priests bring her to the God King. And she's like, oh, yeah, Susabron, you're here. And Trelides doesn't want to tell her anything. And she has to be like, I'm your queen. You will answer my questions. And he's like, OK, fine. Some lifeless are attacking the palace. We're trying to get you guys out. We don't know who's in charge of these lifeless. We have no idea what's going on. Just somebody is attacking. Where are those reinforcements I demanded? And Bluefingers is like, they're not coming, Your Grace. The enemy has taken the East Wing. And so Trelides tells Bluefingers to take the God King and Siri and get them out of here, get to the docks. And Siri's like, oh, good. This is like what I wanted. Bluefingers is going to help get us to safety. He's the guy that I trust. And then 
she has a moment. She's like, she remembers the advice that Light Song gave her about don't make waves until you're ready. Look non-threatening or don't look non-threatening, but look like average. Just uh, not good enough to threaten anybody really, but uh, not like completely in, in innocent either. And she's like, huh, I bet other people know that advice too. And she becomes suspicious of Bluefingers, the one person that she's trusted. And she starts thinking exactly kind of what uh, what Dak has theorized was going on. It's like, who would want both of these countries destroyed by war? And she's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. And she goes, she just goes into it like you're from Pan Call, but everyone just assumes you're Halandrin. You were here first. This used to be your your kingdom. And now you're just like these conquered people who everyone like doesn't even give much thought to. There's like, oh, yeah, you're just one of us, even though you're second class citizens because you're technically not. And Bluefingers turns and runs because she's figured <laughs> out too much. She's like, I got to get out of here. Jesus. And I like the moment where she turns to Sussabron and she's like, you were right all along. We should have trusted your priests. And Trelides is like, OK, well, uh, she tells him Bluefingers has betrayed us. And he says, OK, we go for the front gates then and try to fight our way out. They don't have a huge force at this point, so it's not looking great. Vivenna gets to where she was directed, and there's a big crowd of people showing exactly where she should go. And they try to stop her from going into this warehouse, but she hears Nightblood's voice in her head. And he's like, Vivenna, come get me. And she goes in, and there's a lot of dead guys, including an old man with a leathery face uh, who has Nightblood shoved through his own chest. And so I, I love this. This annotation this is one of my favorites. It was sad to kill off old chaps so fast, but at least he went out with style. Besides, as you may guess, he wasn't a very good person. He quite literally sold out his own mother once. He wanted her apartment, so he pinned a theft on her when he was a teenager. That's the room that he's still living in. He didn't realize in his youth that she didn't even own the place, and all he ended up inheriting was a rent payment. Not exactly the <laughs> brightest guy around, but at least he waited until after she died in prison to tie rocks to her feet and toss her into the bay. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> right? Uh, uh, this guy's a class act, it sounds like, huh? Uh, so yeah, you know, uh, don't, don't feel too bad about not getting the old chaps, um, short story. Well, I mean, it could still be entertaining. That's true. That's, that's fair. And, uh, so Nightbolt's like, Vivenna, you found me. I'm so excited. I tried to get him to take me to the court of the gods, but it didn't work out very well. I did well, right? Veritralities threw me in the ocean, but I got back out. I'm quite satisfied. You should tell me what I did, that I did well. <laughs> oh, by the way, Vasher's hurt. I think we should go find him. He's at the God King's <laughs> palace. He was trying to save your sister, but Veritrality stopped us. And she's like, wait, who? Oh, yeah, you call him Denth. He's Shishara's brother. I wonder if she's here, too. I'm not sure why he threw me in the water. I thought he liked me. And so another annotation. There's, I have a lot of these today. I'm sorry. Nightblood was interesting to write in, in this book as he makes a very nice contrast to Vasher. Vasher doesn't want to say anything about his past. He's so tight-lipped about it, he rarely even spends any time thinking about it. Nightblood, however, dwells quite heavily on the past. Though in some ways, his mind is very capable. He has the quirk of being an awakened object. The first hours of his life, during which time he met Shishara, Denth, and Vasher, imprinted on him heavily. It's like a part of his mind is hard-forged at that moment with read-only memory that cannot be changed. Much of him can learn and grow, despite what Vasher says. But he cannot overwrite those initial concepts, states, and understandings that were burned into him during his birth. Shishara was alive then, so he'll always think of her as alive, even if a thousand years pass. Denth will always be pleased with him. Dasher, Vasher will always be friends with the other two. Those things were some of Nightblood's first impressions. So, yeah, that's that's what uh, what's going on here. Where he's like, man, I thought that guy liked me. 
And so Vivenna goes to pick him up, pick Nightblood up, but with a cloth, so she didn't have to touch him. And he's like, oh, you don't have to do that. The old man cleaned me off after he got me out of the water. I like the idea. It's like, you know, the, don't worry about the blood and stuff. The, the water has gone. That was the. That yeah. Was the <laughs> I mean, I soaked up all the red blood. It's fine. <laughs> As a light song and Laramar back in their cages and uh, light songs just depressed. Like what good is being a God when you can't like do anything? Gods don't die like that. A little cut. And Laramar's like, look, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have yelled at you. <laughs> and he's just like, none of us are gods. Those dreams are lies if they led me to this. Shouldn't people listen to the one they worship, particularly if he's telling you not to worship him? I'm just a, a, an idiot, a scribe, a coward. And Lightyear says, no, you're not a coward. You were a scribe and you were one of the best men I've ever I'd ever known. You were my brother. So it turns out that uh, Laramar was a priest working for Kind Winds the Honest, but the, the Kind Winds the Honest lie a lot to play political games. And it kind of... Uh, tested Laramar's faith and he's about to quit the priesthood when he and his brother go out sailing on a ship and there's a storm and light song dies rescuing his daughter says she was your favorite niece still would be i assume if you hadn't you know and so he finds his brother dead and is crying over his body and then the colors started to glow and you lifted your head up and got larger and I knew at that moment, if a man like you was chosen to return, a man who died to save another, then the iridescent tones were real, the visions were real, and the gods were real. And we find out that his his original name was Stenomar. I kind of like Light Song better, to be honest. Well, the worst name we've heard. Yeah. You are a god to me, at least. It doesn't matter how easily you can be killed, how much breath you have, or how you look. It has to do with who you are and what you mean. And that's the end of that chapter. That's such a nice moment. Yeah. This... It's, it's a very sweet moment learning Light Song's history. It's not as, you know, integral to the other parts of the story. It's not like, you know, a big secret identity reveal. But I like it. Yeah. And he did. We, we, we know how he died. And he was bold. And he was rescuing someone that he loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice. I, I think Laramar's right. He deserves to be here. It's a very um, Batman Begins moment. So it's, it's, not, it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. <laughs> it's true uh we cut back to trelides and siri and the crew they're fighting at the front gates the insurgents are fighting each other we might be able to get out where did they get so many lifeless which yeah remember Lightsong gave them his code so they now have command of all forty thousand lifeless i don't think that you guys are going to beat that and siri is kind of annoyed that like they want to protect susabron but they treat him like a child. They don't, uh, you know, she says they give him respect, but they obviously gave no thought to ask his opinion. So it makes sense, given what we know about how they raised this guy. And so Trelody says, there's something I need you to know in case we die and you survive. You cannot bear the God King a child. Like all returned, he's unable to sire a child. And she's like, yeah, you you, you have a, a returned infant. Yeah, we figured that part out. And you're planning on killing him, aren't you? And taking his breath and leaving him to die. And Charlie's like, what? No. How could you even think that? No, like the God King just needs to give away those breaths that he hold. And then he can go and live the rest of his life in peace. We take a new infant returning as a sign that the previous God King has done his duty and that he should be allowed to live the rest of his life without these burdens. <sighs> then why? I mean, I get I know there's an explanation here. Like the explanation is that they have they're trying to protect their 
like religion or or lineage claim or whatever but it's like well, then why all the subterfuge just like yeah. make that a part of your religion that a new <laughs> when a new returned infant is born it's time for the other one to retire and i think my biggest problem besides the pacing with this book is like the con which i know characters lie like i get it yep. that's a thing but the constant it feels like it's almost been constant with this book it's like th- it works like this actually no that that was a lie it doesn't work like that it actually works this way and I'm just like, I'm like, ugh, come on. How are we supposed to figure any of this out then? <laughs> it's it's actually even worse. Um, the the annotation. Oh, yeah, the annotation here says, Trolides is lying about two things here. Oh, my God. <laughs> First off, he does know how a god king can have a child. But he knows that the secret is also held by a secure group of priests on the islands. And he doesn't think letting Siri know about that one is a good idea for now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it probably is like the return has to have. Uh, has to be with somebody from the official lineage or whatever. And so it's her. And so whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't care anymore. <laughs> uh, he he does want to pass on how to get Susabron's breaths away from him should it become necessary. He knows that those need to be passed on even if the God King does have a child. That's the greater secret, but the one that needs to be known to Siri. Those breaths cannot be allowed to die with Susabron. So why not bring this up in the book? Brandon asks out loud. Well, <laughs> to himself. Oh, yeah. Oh, Brandon is like saying the quiet part loud. <laughs> Excellent question, me. <laughs> he says, well, I learned in Elantris that it's easy to overtwist an ending by having too many reveals. This is a very small point, and there is a good rationalization for why Trelides doesn't let on what he knows. So I felt it was better to let the story stand as is without delving into that. Of course, there is a hint in the text about it, or at least a question. If they depended only on a returned child taking Susabron's place... Why were they worried about Siri having sex with Susabron? They yeah. didn't need her to sleep with them unless they were expecting the sex to do something. Mm-hmm. So I'm right. So it's like that could happen. He could have a baby with her. Yeah. And in er, in annotations in earlier chapters, which I didn't read, it was basically like they're they're hoping that she will have a kid with him. And then maybe that can be the next God King. Like they would prefer that. But if that doesn't happen, then they they have this other plan that they need to get into place pretty quickly. I guess it's true because in this situation now, knowing what we know about breaths, like the the child doesn't have to be returned. Mm, it could yeah. just be a regular person with a bunch of breath, and it would still function the same way as the returned, except it wouldn't have the deific breath. That would be yeah, the only maybe. Difference. I mean, you. It, I don't know if they would want someone not returned as the king though, because it's like the god king wouldn't be one of the gods if yeah. It wasn't I just returned. if she if she can that? only. Well, I mean, you could tell by looking at him, I guess, that he's not the same uh, size. Yeah, as the like other you can't change your shape yeah, or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he he says, "I'm sorry to leave this issue a mystery, and I'm even more sorry to not explain how Susabron can give away his breaths and just have Trelides die here. It's not important to this book, so I felt that having Trelides give the explanation would just bog things down. I'd rather wait until the sequel, where I detail the magic system in a more complete form, to give you those. If I ever get around to writing it, he didn't say it that time, but yeah. I swear to God, I'm getting very sick of that." <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll be the sequel if I write it. Stop yeah. saying that. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we get the explanation of mostly stuff that we already knew here. The God King has these two kinds of breaths. He has his innate divine breath, which makes him returned. But then he has these 50,000 plus breaths on top of that. And she's like, oh, but you keep him from realizing that he could like use those breaths like another awakener. And like, we don't keep them specifically. It just doesn't come up. Why would the return <laughs> care about awakening? They have everything they need. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> why cut out his tongue so he can't awaken things if he's got everything he needs mm. it shouldn't be an issue 
And she's like, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't cut out all the gods' tongues to hide your precious secret. And Trelides is pissed off now. He's like, you're still judging us. Whatever. We do what we have to do. If Kalad's army ever returns from where it was exiled, we dot, dot, dot. And then the battle is coming closer. Trelides is like, no, get out of here. And he gets killed before he can tell them how to get that breath out of the God King. And here comes Bluefingers now that the lifeless have slaughtered uh, the soldiers and priests who were defending them. Now, Vessel, I believe we are, we are, we were going somewhere. And then we cut to Vivenna at the gate, and there's a guard at the gate like, oh, yeah, I can't let you in here. Vivenna's like, don't you see how many breaths I hold? I'm so important. You can't just turn me away. But there's stuff going on. In the, and I'm not even sure, like, if these guards are actual guards or if they're, like, you know, Bluefingers people who have taken over the, the main gate. I don't know. And Nightblood's like, I mean, just go to the side. Vasher doesn't ask if he can go in. He just goes in. And so she awakens a tapestry to lift her up and take her over the wall. And she gets spotted and everyone's like, ah, oh, get her. And Nightblood's like, you're not better at this than Vasher. You people can't sneak at all. Yes, Deal would be so disappointed in you. And there was an annotation here being like, yes, Yes, Deal is much better at sneaking than these people. And Knights, Nightblood can feel where Vasher is. Like he tells her like he's he's in that part of the palace, third floor, where he and I were before. And she thinks remarkably useful for an evil weapon of destruction. He's like, I'm not evil. I destroy evil. I think maybe we should destroy those guys up there. They look evil. You should pull me out. <laughs> and so there's a bunch of soldiers, and she's just like, Oster, forgive me, and tosses Nightblood at them. And Nightblood's like, okay, well, this works, too. <laughs> and then she leaves. She runs off to the side and just leaves them to do whatever they're going to do with the sword. And I like, she hears the men screaming, and Nightblood's so much evil, Nightblood said, like a woman tisking as she cleaned cobwebs from her ceiling. <laughs> He's like... Oh, just so much evil to clean up. All right. Tasty, tasty evil. And somebody shoots an arrow at her, but uh, the her cloak, which she awakened to protect her, grabs the arrow. So that's nice. That is a very useful cloak command. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then we come back to Light Song, who's all depressed and imprisoned still. Not even bleeding anymore, so it really wasn't that bad a wound, given that he was jabbed with a sword. But this is where he notices. He's like, a normal person probably wouldn't have noticed but I, you know, I have these heightenings. The these guys, their skin tone is a little different from like the normal Holandrian skin tone. They're not from here, which was what Joe's pointing out. It's like that's a little bit of a convenience. Is it just the first time they're noticing this now? It's like apparently, surely Pancall people are everywhere, right? But yes, he figures out that these must be Pancall people, and he's like, oh, we've all been idiots. Okay. And meanwhile, Bluefingers is taking Siri and Susabron somewhere. And she's trying to convince him, like, no, you can't do this. And he says, oh, this is the only way we'll be able to break free. You can't. The Idrians are innocent. Also, your people are not innocent. Like, you were Halandrin during the many war. You only split at the end when the royal family ran off. And so one of the guys who was probably one of the guys interrogating Light Song is like, hey, we have the security phrase. We checked it. It works. We've changed it to the new one. All the lifeless are ours now. And Bluefinger says, OK, give the command. Order the lifeless to march on Idris. And then he looks sad after this guy leaves. And Siri's like, what do you have to be sad about? And he says, my friends are the only ones who know the command phrase for the life for Halandrin's lifeless army. And once they march, they're going to kill themselves with poison so that no one can stop the lifeless. Jeez, that's some commitment. And the last annotation I have is that currently, because of all the craziness happening in the court of the gods, the tunnels under the court are clogged with priests getting their various deities out of danger. This is why Bluefingers is slightly frustrated in these series scenes. His original plan had been to get the God King out to a waiting boat, 
He wanted to keep him as a prisoner. Executing him, as he outlines here, is a backup plan and one that he decides to implement. So they're going to take the God King downstairs and they're going to kill him. And they're going to, like, put Halandrin... No, I'm sorry, not Halandrin. They're going to take put Idrians that they took from the city, some dead Idrians, all around the God King, so it looks like they've killed him. And then they're going to put the dead bodies of Lightsong and Blushweaver down in the lifeless paddocks, whatever they're called, the lifeless barracks, so that it will look like they sent the armies in retribution for the Idrians killing the God King and then were killed themselves. And Bluefinger's just like, I wish you hadn't gotten involved in all this. It would have been easier for me if you'd been able to keep yourself from getting pregnant. And she's like, but I'm not pregnant. He's like, well, the people think you are, so that's what matters. We have to break this government, and we have to make the Idrians angry. Angry enough to want to destroy Halandrin. I think your people will do better in this war than everyone says. Especially if the lifeless march without leadership. Which, it's mentioned in earlier annotations, but uh, Brandon's like, yes, the Idrians will do better or would do better in a war between the two countries than anyone thinks because they will gather allies from the other side of the mountains, including Yesteel, who is out there and knows how to make swords like Nightblood. And he will share he will share that knowledge and the war will basically encompass the world and destroy everything with like these Nightblood swords out there slaughtering by the tons. So, uh, yeah, this uh, it's not going to go as well for Bluefingers as he thinks it is. Yeah, but I don't understand that. Like, th- why would they ally with people that awaken? I mean, if the choice is extinction or, like, taking whatever allies you can get, I mean, they probably, you know. I guess. But, yeah, so the plan is, Siri figures out that they're going to kill her, the supposedly pregnant queen, in order to enrage her people into wanting to fight. Nobody will I mean, it's realize. still pretty well thought out. They've really thought out their options. Yeah. It's it's a pretty good plan. They just, uh, you know, can't anticipate some of the ramifications. But yeah, that's that's the end of our chapter. They're going to kill the God King. They're going to kill Siri. They're going to kill Lightsong because that's part of the plan, too. So not looking great for our, our friends. I just Nobody's going to make it out alive. Yeah. I can't believe how much stuff he's just throwing into the into the annotations. By the way, yes, Steel's still alive and he knows how to make swords like Nightblood. Whoa, game changer. Yeah, right. I wonder if they if they all know, but just like Vasher would never do it, and neither would Denth, because Denth was obviously there at at his inception. Yeah, so probably Denth would know, right? So I would imagine they probably all know. All the scholars that are left know. Hmm. Yeah, maybe the others just weren't as eager to share it with everybody. Maybe maybe Vasher made the rest understand or something that. Yeah. Uh, Again, I'm very still. Dangerous. Yeah, I'm saying that's still assuming that my theory is correct, and those are the scholars. Did right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we haven't gotten any confirmation on that. So yeah, there we go. Uh, Sanderlanch territory, things happening, just bam, bam, bam. Characters dying, being tortured, all sorts of fun stuff. So sure. uh, we have four. We, well, we have three chapters and an epilogue left to wrap up everything that's happening. Predigments. What uh, what's going to happen? How how how's this book gonna end? God King's gonna die. Still think Ravana will become Warbreaker. Maybe a returned Idrian is like the spark, just like, oh, you know, they can unite over common cause there. I think Siri is pregnant. I, I, I think she will bear the God King's child. Whether or not like that child will have powers or not is who knows. I, I feel like maybe the epilogue will be like some months later. Um, mm, and, yeah. and and we see and we see the child born in that time, but that's the stab in the dark on that one. 
Yeah, so that's that's where I think those two are. I I think yeah, I think Ravenna will take Light Song. I think Vasha will die by the end of it, but I think he will die taking Denth down. Although that might be a bit cliche for Brandon, who knows? I really I I want to see Tonkfar get killed by Nightblood. <laughs> um, I would I would love to I would love to see. Oh, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't that be cool? Like Tonkfar runs into Ravenna, knocks her to the ground, but he picks but he but he gets a hold of Nightblood somehow. And like, and he and he draws it ready to ready to use on uh, Vivenna, but then that like he wants he winds up being killed by it, but because the sword is completely unsheathed, Vivenna has to take it, try and get it sheathed, and maybe that's how she becomes a returned. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Let's 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 just see Tongfar go down on like on Nightblood <laughs> somehow, because that would just that that would make me so happy. Okay. Um, uh, that's that's three of the four. I've got no idea where Light Song's going. Maybe he'll be like a new leader among the gods now that he's found his purpose and he starts mandating. No, they need to know who they were so they can they can learn why they are worthy of being gods so that they can you know earn that worthiness. I guess. Yeah, it's like it's sure. like it's like it's like the Thor thing. You got to learn humility before you can become king of Asgard. Uh, yeah, no, I like that that comparison. Yeah. So yeah, we'll go with that. So yeah, Vash is the only one of the key four to die. I think Blue Fingers. Fuck only knows how what, how he's gonna go down, but yeah, he w- he will, and it'll hopefully be satisfying. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, there's some there's some interesting possibilities in there. Okay, yeah, I like. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I like this idea about Tonkfa and uh, getting killed by the sword in, in maybe a way that we haven't seen because we still have not seen anyone draw Nightblood, so we have to see that before the end, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's for the sequel um, also. <laughs> but I, I feel I feel like if there is one character in this book who we can call irredeemably evil, Tongfar is it. No, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, like Bluefingers is the villain, but he, you know he does have his reasons for what he's doing, and you can't say mm. that he's not justified in some of them at least. Yeah, I mean, you know, he wants freedom for his people. You in in uh, if you turn this whole thing another way, that would be the the hero of the story that would be like the kelsier of the story yeah he's like he's he's the spartacus of the of the pan carl and you'll have the group of people going no i am blue fingers no i am blue fingers <laughs> hmm let's take this piece by piece here i think Pavena will save vasher vasher you know with all the talk of duels and dents like there's no way that you beat our steel or whatever i think I think Denth is going to like challenge Vasher to a duel, or Vasher's going to duel with Denth, okay. and then I think Vasher's going to kill Denth. I don't think Vasher's going to die. He's my favorite character in this book. If he dies, then uh, this book sucks. <laughs> and uh, so I think I think they're going to duel maybe, and uh, and then that would be cool if Tonkfa was killed by by Nightblood. I gotta agree with Dak on that. I'm gonna throw that in there as well. And then I think Siri and Susabron are—I don't know. Maybe we haven't—we haven't seen this deific breath be used yet. Neither, you know, neither Susabrons or Light Songs or anybody. I feel like we got to see some deific breath get used. Okay. So whether that means Light Song dies or or Susabron dies using their breath, their deific breath, that would be pretty oh. interesting. You theorize that some of these other people might be secretly returned, so that opens it up that one of them could too. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, 
maybe I still think Vasher's returned. I don't know about Denth because you know we don't know how many breaths Denth has. I think I think we've gotten actually a pretty good idea at least at the beginning of the book that he only had one because he tells the venom like I, the one that I have is good enough for me. And then when she gets the power, she can tell if other people have a lot of breath. And I think she would have noticed if he was like some crazy yeah. high heightening. So he wants to use the breath, but not have it himself. That's interesting. I don't know. So yeah, how it's going to end end. I, you know, the, 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 the book's called Warbreaker. I assume the war is going to be broken and, it's not going to happen. <laughs> that would be my assumption based on the title of the book alone. And so maybe the use of the deific breath is to take control of all the lifeless immediately to stop them. I feel like maybe a deific okay. breath could do that or to destroy the lifeless. I don't know if a deific breath could do that. I think Jules and Claude need to come back too. So I'm going to say that they come back and like actually help Vavena in some way. They like turn on Denth and Tongfa. We haven't seen them in a while. We don't she even really know. doesn't like Vavena, though. Like, yeah, know. but we saw Claude do that weird, like, almost, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost. Live? I don't know. Uh, yeah, but what's the word? Like, you know, there's that episode of Star Trek where they have a trial to decide if Data is sentient. Oh, sentient, yeah. Yeah, so Claude, like, has shown some sign of sentience, and so I think maybe he'll kind of maybe act on his own again. Okay, okay. Yeah, that could be interesting. Let's go with let's go with what Dax said. I think I think Siri is gonna be actually end up being pregnant. And so if Susabron survives, they could they could be like the new royal family or whatever. If he doesn't survive, then her her child could take over the kingdom. It'd be extra funny if it was a girl, because it seems like they kind of skip over girls in the airship of this in this world. So it'd be funny if it's like, well, no, she's she's got all the breaths. She's the she's or she's the child of the she's the only heir to the throne or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's about what I got, I guess. I think Vasher's going to walk away from this. I think Dent's going to die. I think Siri and Susbron are going to have or are going to end up having a kid, whether Susbron's alive for it or not. I think we're going to see a use of deific breath. I think we're going to see Claude again. Those are the things that I think will happen. OK, fair. I, I I like your your stance on it. it's like Vasher's not gonna die because he's my favorite and if he dies then this sucks. Yeah, I mean it, it's the whole reason that Daryl survived uh, Walking Dead <laughs> the TV show. It's because everybody loved him and they're like, don't kill Daryl. We're not gonna watch the show and now they have a spinoff show with Daryl in it. So yeah, there you go. Okay. So you kind of get to this point and you're like, I still don't know how it's gonna go. <laughs> so let's see where we're at. I okay, we, we're we're down Blush Weaver. So there is an opening in the Court of the Gods anyway. However, I don't know. So when you're returned, you have your own deific breath? Yeah, I think so. I think that's it. Yeah. What they give us the impression here that that's what makes you returned is this super breath. Yeah. But then if you give away your deific breath. You die. You you die. Or if you've got another breath, you just need to keep having a breath. Well, that's a good. You need the deific breath. That is a good question that I don't know that we know the answer to. We do know that if they give up their breath to heal someone, they die. But if they have more breath, they might be okay. Yeah, we don't know. That's a good point. Mm, okay. All right. I think I think Vivena will die. I think Vivena will die. But I think she will come back as a returned. Okay. I think she will use night blood to the best of her ability. 
because she seems to have now have a nice little bond with Nightblood as much as one can. I think I like to think that that Vasha and Nightblood will be able to go on their merry way together because they're kind of a weird fit for each other, but they seem to have a good thing going pretty much. So I don't know that Vivenna would keep Nightblood, but I think her using Nightblood would somehow end the war okay. before it goes too far. I don't know how that would work yet, but that's what I think with those guys. Uh, Light Song, I think this is a chance for him to be actually the god that he needs to be. He keeps talking about how he's not a god and there are so many better other ones before him and they're not like that. I think maybe he will go on and actually like behave like a god, which would be nice. And I also hope Tonk Far dies a painful, painful death. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Preferably with Nightblood as the the weapon, but you know we'll see. I'll, I'll take what we we get. I hope I hope he's treated as just as well as um, Parlin. Mm. Yeah, that's, even though Tonkfar probably didn't have a lot to do with that, it was probably Denth in the torture space. But well, we know that Tonkfar is the one who killed him because it's like Denth left and then things got out of control and Tonkfar like tortured him. Uh, oh, that's so. right. Okay, in that case, I I, I go with my original statement. Um, <laughs> Siri and Susabron, I think she is pregnant because of Light Song's dream. Mm. Like that night that they something changed then, unless that was the start of the war. I, I don't know, but I think she is pregnant. I can't decide with Susabron. I don't know. I don't know whether I think he should die or not. I hope that he, like, I'd like to hope that he and Siri can have happiness together. I, I'd love to say, you know, they can then go and, and rule the, the kingdom properly, mm. um, you know, how it should be and, you know, Halandrin and Idris unite and, you know, get the common enemy, but just, just kind of do a better job of things. I'd li- I would like that. I don't know that it will go that way, but I like, I, I would like that. That would be kind of a nice picture, like the two of them ruling together. Maybe Siri is like, gets to be his voice to say the things that he wants to say since he can't say them himself. Mm. Be a good team. Yeah. Maybe they have a child and the child's really sick or something and then Susabron gives up his breath so the child can go on and that's the true heir of everything and they have the royal locks and and super god powers. It could be. I we Since we haven't seen someone, you know, giving up their breath to heal or anything like that, I guess we don't know if you have to talk to do that because it may be impossible for Sosabron to do that. Yeah, but there's got to be a way or, that he can pass on the breath. Right, like, yeah. It's a, the, the deific breath, but, the, you know, um, our good friend Trelides, who's holding out on us this whole time, he was trying to allude to the fact that there is a way he can pass it on because it can't die with him. If the mm-hmm. only way to pass it on was to speak, then surely they wouldn't have cut out his tongue. Yeah, good point. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe not. I mean, like, I hope so. I, I don't, I don't want to have to wait a really long time for Warbreaker Part Two. I just, <laughs> I, re- I actually really like yeah. the story, and I, I'd like to know. <laughs> That's no fun to have to wait for the sequel since. Hold on, when when did this book come out now? Warbreaker released. And you say it was like 2009. Yeah, So yeah. it's it's been uh, almost 15 years. Yeah. yeah. Long time to wait for a sequel. Oh well. This is th- this is one of the books that uh, people are like, hey, you know, Brandon, we want you to write the sequel to this. Although I don't I feel like it is not a book that ends so open endedly that everyone's like, oh, you got to write a sequel. There are definitely other books that he's done that are 
calling out for a sequel way more desperately than this one is. So I'll, I'll despite everything, he's like, I'll explain this in the sequel, maybe. So I don't know. Maybe that makes you feel slightly better about it. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe we get some answers. Okay, I guess let's uh, let's do our word of Brandon of the week and see what you guys think of this one. This one is a longer one, but I find it kind of interesting. So the person asking the question says, hey, what would happen if Hoyd held Nightblood? And Brandon says, um, Hoyd would not do that. No, Hoyd would stay very far away. And the guy says he wouldn't even hold it. And Brandon says he would stay really far away. There are very few things in the Cosmere that Hoyd is afraid of, and Nightblood is one of them. And the guy says, well, I thought he'd be afraid of, you know, like the blade end. But And Brandon says, OK, so let's say if a very, very, very few things in the Cosmere had a chance of destroying you, you wouldn't even pick one of them up. You'd try to be in a different room entirely. And then in the note here, it's like people start whispering to each other about Nightblood being able to destroy Hoyd. And then Brandon goes, I didn't say that. I said, theoretically, I said, had a chance of, I did not confirm. Hoyd doesn't know, but there's a chance. So he's not even going to risk that. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, my first thought when you, when he, you know, when you said, uh, no, he would stay very far away from it. He wouldn't even hold. And the guy's like, he wouldn't even hold. It's like, no, um, he would stay very far away from it. Like, my thought is, what does Nightblood do? He seems to suck out investiture and absorb it into himself. Almost like um, other stories, which I don't know that this is the case because it's not said, but I almost wonder if like by absorbing it, he's making himself more powerful. He may not be. The sword may stay have the same power it always does, but that's just the thought that I had. Mm. And so if you have somebody like Hoyd, who we've seen kind of collecting different investitures, I would imagine that he would not want anything sucked out of him that is a part of him you know just like no one would but we since we already know that nightblood saps breath which is investiture it it's not too crazy to think that maybe he could sap other kinds of investiture although maybe the correlation between him sapping breath is the fact that he's made out of breath but or he's been invested with breath that specific type of investiture but that's my thought on it, it was like well, yeah if he could sap life and breath out of people then he might be able to sap any kind of stuff out of somebody like hmm. that's investiture related yeah that's, that's an interesting my thought too. yeah okay any additional thoughts jamie no i think that's that's pretty interesting i i would think to agree with the investiture like we don't we don't fully understand what hoid has got going on nope so yeah but obviously something that is so so powerful and yeah, I, I could completely get he wanting to stay with, away from that. I'd love to know whether Brandon knows what would destroy Void. Yeah, I mean, I assume that he probably does, that he has something in mind, but who knows? Mm. And I guess this this is the first that we're hearing about, that Void is not is, is is tougher than a normal human to kill. I think we all just kind of assumed that he was anyway. Mm. Where does Warbreaker take place in the timeline of the Cosmere? Okay, timeline. Good question. Let's let me let me bring up this uh, the fan made timeline thing. I'll kind of so mm. let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Fjordal, Shudin, Skadriel, all this. Here we go. So the timeline that they have here goes: Rashek ascends to power using the Well of Ascension. 
Then the discovery of Awakening is like 800 years after that. And then the Many War is 100 years after that. And then Kelsier is born 60 years after the Many War. And this happens. Okay, so Sazed ascends to become Harmony. Uh, this has Kelsier would have been about 40 at that point by this timeline. And then the Pancall Rebellion takes place, according to this, about 200 years after that. So that's that's what we're seeing. It's what they're calling the Pancall Rebellion here. So like 100 years before Wax and Wayne. Uh, so yeah, about 100 years before Wax and Wayne. Mm. Okay. I was just wondering whether like Nightblood maybe would have a particular effect on like a shard or something. You know, if we... Mm. I think we we had a theory once before that Hoyd was like actually the the space dragon it was you know at an Alcyon before everything was split out. I was like, I wonder if whether there was Nightblood or maybe something very similar to Nightblood did that, like mm. broke the shards, and maybe like I'd be staying pretty clear of that. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it seems like probably if you're killing God, you have to have some sort of special something or other. Hmm. All right, so for next time, we're going to finish this book. That's three chapters, 56, 57, 58, and the epilogue. So we're wrapping up this one. We're going to move into Way of Kings after that. Very exciting for all of you out there who have been waiting for a long time for Stormlight. Speaking of, we have one email this week which is focused on uh, on that, or in that direction, rather. So Adam sends this email's title, Advice for Reading Stormlight. And he says, hi, Sander Lynch crew. I've hopefully timed this email to be right before you start Way of Kings. I'm sure that everyone's excited for y'all to start Stormlight Archive, but I have some advice for first-time readers. While Stormlight is a great series, it has some of the densest world world building of any Brandon book, and definitely rewards readers to catch. I'm sorry, rewards rereads to catch minor details and foreshadowing. Since Data has said that he wants the newbies to get as much as they can out of their first read, I suggest that you might want to take detailed notes on the tidbits of world building that you spot, so that you can do your best to keep as much of it in mind as you go. I know that's a tall ask considering the length of books, but it would hopefully help you spot clues and connections better without having to reread. I absolutely love Stormlight and discover new things each time I read it, so I hope this helps you all. Looking forward to the journey from Adam. So I think I've mentioned that before. That's like, this is the kind of book that you might want to do that, but I know that, uh, you know, not everybody has time for that sort of thing. So I'm going to do my best as we're reading to call out things that uh, it's like, Hey, I don't know if you remember, but this is related to this thing that we read, you know, a few chapters ago, which I kind of already do for you guys. So hopefully, um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think I've brought it before. Probably wouldn't hurt if somebody wanted to take notes because <laughs> it is they're They're not wrong. It's, it's some, it's some dense world building and there's, there's so many little, little threads, but you'll see. We're going to get there soon. All righty. <laughs> so thank you, Adam, for your email. If anyone else would like to send us an email, the address is thesanderlanch at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Twitter and Patreon, where I finished reading the the last secret project, You, Me, and the Nightmare Painter, and I uploaded my unboxing of uh, the Warbreaker box, which uh, had the cool uh, Nightblood letter opener and also had the... Vivenna pin, mm-hmm. which is true. It is. So that was a fun box. Joe helped me open it. I figured that there shouldn't be too many spoilers since we were almost at the end of the book. Yeah, and there, yeah, there really wasn't. Not that you saw anyway. Maybe there's something super spoiling in there, and you should. Uh, I don't well, think so. 
They've included this full this full size artwork of Trelody's rising from the grave with night blood in hand <laughs> yeah. and going on a bender. Oh no. These coasters have a symbol on them. Oh, what have I seen? Yeah, the coasters have the uh the tear of Edgley flower that gets mentioned several times in here. Mm-hmm. But now now we've just revealed like most of what was in that. I'm sorry if you haven't gotten your box yet and we spoiled that. Ah, you know what? Too bad. But yeah, we've only, there's only three more box left in the amazing year of Sanderson. So, uh, and the next what one, what a wild be the, year it's been. The next one should be the next book. So, yep, and, uh, end of this month yeah. it will be. It's crazy, Data. I mean, can you imagine back when in last November when we were at the, the con and they were saying, "Look at all this stuff that's coming out," and now it's now it's come out. Yep. I will I have say so much stuff. Yeah, I will say. Which I think everybody's been impressed with this, so I'm sure I'm not the first person to shout this out. But uh, just the constant updates, the feedback, the delivery of these items through a Kickstarter, I think there's a reason that it's the most successful Kickstarter of all time. Because these – Brandon and his company, they care about what they're doing, and they did a good job uh, with the handling of everything with this stuff so so professional you could tell it was like you know it's not a startup this is obviously a working machine at work it was done so well and so thoughtfully that i think they deserve all the accolades and quite frankly the money that they got for this kickstarter because it's uh, pretty awesome yeah that's one place that brandon has always stood out is his openness and communication with the his fandom and this was not an exception. Even when stuff was late, like running late, some of the boxes, it was like they were very open with everything. And so, yeah, they said, nice. hey, the binding is messed up here. We got to redo this. So it's going to be a little longer. We're sorry. We're, we want to get the best product out to you guys that we can. So we're going to have to send this back and redo it. And that's going to make stuff late. But, you know, that's OK. Yep. OK. <laughs> so, like I said, end of the book. Or to the end of the book for next time. Three chapters in an epilogue for anyone who's following along. And then we're going to move into The Way of Kings. So be ready for that, all of you Stormlight fans out there. Music by Miracle of Sound. And wasing to the time of next. Colo? P.S. Fashion. <laughs>